Welcome back to the Army of One podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Burlingame, riding solo again, again. Gosh dang it, Joe is out fishing. So today's topic is a fun one, though. We're going to get controversial, and I'm not going to feel bad. And in fact, I think this is going to be extremely helpful for a lot of you guys out there, especially if, especially if you're in business, if you're a coach, if you are an entrepreneur, etc. This is a topic that's fresh for you right now. This is a topic that is probably never going away either. And I'm sure, I am certain, in fact, that you cannot scroll for three seconds on your Facebook, your TikTok, or your Instagram without seeing a post from one of these people that we're going to talk about today. And you know what the funny part is about this topic is we're in this. The SOS Dojo is a part of this topic. So let's get into it. We're talking about marketing coaches versus sales coaches. And there's a massive difference. One that I feel most people overlook or maybe just are, are ignorant to, right? And it's not your fault because I was in the same exact boat. I owned a gym, as most of you guys know, for six years. Uh, I did online training. I was a, um, a mentor for gym businesses. I was in this realm dealing with coaches every single day who had the exact same problems that I had. We were all seeking the exact same advice. We were all looking for similar coaches, mentors, et cetera, programs, softwares, you name it. Like we're looking for all that stuff. So if this sounds like you, if we're in the same boat, then this should be a good episode for you because I've learned a lot over the past 10 years plus where I've actually been diving in, working with these businesses. I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on these businesses. So I've been in it. I've worked with them. I know the difference now. And I want to share that with you. And then if you guys agree, as always, be sure to subscribe, drop us a five-star review on the podcast. You can join our free Facebook group, the Sales Objection System Dojo. We'd love to see you there. We're dropping content every day. And in fact, we have a free webinar that as of the dropping of this episode already happened, but we're doing it monthly, right? So every single month, you have the opportunity to join us for a free webinar where we are going through some of our most valuable content and doing some role play on the fly for objection handling. So if you see any interest in that, if any value of that could come to you, consider joining the group. We'd love to see you there and talk to you and share that value and help you grow your business. So onto the topic at hand, marketing coaches, sales coaches, can't they be the same? Well, in a perfect world, sure they could, but this isn't a perfect world. I think we all recognize that at this point. Um, in this world, in this reality, you need specialists, right? As much as we'd love to say I can go to one coach and they can provide for me my, my systems and processes, they can give me infrastructure for my business, help me build a hierarchy, help me hire people, uh, train and develop those individuals, build a marketing machine and be able to close every single lead that comes my way. None of those coaches exist. I'm, I'm very sorry to tell you this. With all the coaches and mentors that I've worked with over the years that, uh, you know, myself being in a mentorship role, like realizing that you're a generalist, it hits hard. <laughs> it does hit hard. And as a generalist, what that means is you're going to have an, a certain aptitude for specific areas of business and less of an aptitude for other areas of business. So I could be a coach that's 90% good at marketing, 30% good at sales. I could also be 90% good at operations. 20% good at hiring and developing staff. And that's what you're going to recognize. Now, the problem with that is it means you've got to go to different sources for different needs. The good news is as an entrepreneur, you know, typically other than when you're just getting started, there's only a few specific areas you need to really focus on. And at first, it's really just marketing and sales. 
you can build a business through getting some revenue, meaning you didn't have a business until you had some clients. Now you have a business. Now we can start worrying about maybe operations. You know, we get to a point where we're doing uh, 40, 30 to 40,000 a month. Now we can worry about hiring and developing a team, right? Really building that team. In the meantime, you're probably just getting some help from volunteers. Like that's the way it goes. So you can do this kind of in an order of operations, right? So now if we narrow this down to two of the most, you know, focused upon coaches in the space, mentors in the space, companies developing software, et cetera, to help your business, help you grow in the space, it's marketing and sales, period. Like those are the two biggest things. Operations, you know, it's, it's very necessary, but it's just so unsexy that most coaches just avoid it. Right. And unfortunately, that ends up biting most of us in the butt. And eventually we learn from it and then we go out and we seek out operations help. Right. So with marketing and sales, though, what you're going to realize is as you scroll around, as you look around, you're going to see people saying, I'll put uh, a salesperson in your business. I'll put a setter in your business, which is great. That's like outsourcing a little bit. Or you're going to see uh, someone say, I'm going to build you the perfect funnel. Uh, how would you feel if I gave you 100 leads this month? Right. All of those are marketing coaches. Now, the problem with that is what they're saying is, I'm going to get you the leads. And that is the beginning of your sales process. That's the beginning of your funnel that does not convert to sales. It doesn't instantly convert. And the problem that we see in the industry is that, unfortunately, a lot of these marketing coaches are kind of peddling the idea that if I get you leads, it's just a numbers game, you'll end up winning overall. And it's not true. You still need to close sales. And I'm really sorry to like put this out there. <laughs> like I don't mean to like, you know, burst your bubble for the day, ruin your, your week or anything. Um, objections are a natural occurrence in every sales process on the planet. I don't care if you think you have a perfect consultation, if you have the best scripts ever written by Dale Carnegie himself, like it doesn't matter. You're going to get objections and the best sales coaches and sales process developers in the world and in history knew that. So don't let anybody, any new age marketing coach tell you objections don't happen. It's just not true. Now I get it. And I hear some of you screaming into your mic right now saying, hey, I have had sales where there were no objections. So have I. Now, in the grand scheme of things, how many times has that happened? Let's just do the numbers. Do the math for a second. Is it one in 10? Is it two in 10? Maybe you're super good at this. It's three in 10. That's still not reliable enough for you to say like, I'm good. I don't need any sales coaching. I don't need any objection handling coaching. I don't need a sales coach, period. That's just, I'm like, I'm sorry, but you do. <laughs> like everybody does. I have a sales coach. I work with Joe on a weekly basis for myself, for my own purposes, so that I can handle objections better. So if I'm a sales coach using a sales coach, wouldn't it just like make sense that everybody needs a sales coach? We had this conversation a few episodes back. We talked about professional athletes. They use personal trainers. If they're using a coach, why wouldn't you use a coach? It just makes sense. So when you're looking for a difference here, try to try to recognize, try to read into the website, uh, maybe the copy and the ads that these companies are putting out there. If you hop on a free call, just straight ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask the tough questions when considering to spend thousands and thousands of dollars with a coaching company. You should. It's your job to ask those questions, to get clarity. And in fact, that's why companies mostly call those calls clarity calls, 
right? It, so, I mean, that's, that's kind of where the, the terminology came from. So get your clarity. Are you a marketing company or a sales company? If they say both, I'm really sorry to tell you that they're a generalist and therefore not exactly worth thousands and thousands of dollars. They're going to give you good advice. They're going to help you get started. But, and this is, I don't like using that word, but they are not going to be the ideal structure or setup for you to convert to overall sales and growth and revenue. It's just the facts of the matter. Um, likewise, if you go to a sales coach and they say, oh yeah, 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 we'll help you build a funnel. It's secondary to them. It's out of their lane. It's not something they're amazing at. And if they're not amazing at it, is it worth thousands of dollars? I don't think so. As your hard earned money, it's going to be a lot of your time because most of the time it's not done for you. And if it was, honestly, I wouldn't trust it. I've done a lot of done for you funnels, a lot of done for you marketing in my history with business. And I can say it just doesn't work out 99.9% .9 of the time. It just doesn't work out. And the problem is that I also just don't understand how it works. So you don't really want it done for you. You really want it done with you. I get it. That means more work. That said, you end up on the other end of this with the knowledge, the know-how, understanding the metrics, understanding the build, understanding the time investment. And when you know all of that, you're educated enough on that, you could eventually just hire people on your team, not outsourced to another company that would work directly on your marketing setup. This is something we've done with the SOS Dojo, right? So we've worked with companies like that. We learn how to do it and then we can like hire from within or externally if we need to, but we get a dedicated marketing person, marketing manager, whatever you want to call a CMO, right? So we can grow and develop in that way. So Coming back to this generalist versus specialist, I don't, I don't want a generalist and I, I don't recommend one for the majority of you. If you can find a specialist, you're going to get the best possible results. Like this person builds seven and eight figure sales funnels and he has a track record, proven track record over the last decade. He's you know worked with all the changes that occur on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? If I have that person, I'm like, okay, great. And if they have a side course that's like, and by the way, in five minutes, I'll teach you how to handle every objection. I'm not watching that course. You're not going to get anything out of that. I mean, there's no, there's no way, one, that you can cover all the objections in one single module. There's, it's just not possible. Uh, and, and unless it's a 72-hour video, which, okay, good luck. Watch that on 10x speed. I'll see you in a month. So there's that option, right, that you could do. But there's also... <laughs> Totally just smacked my mic. Don't worry about it. Um, the, my mic doesn't even work anyway. So don't, you know, forget about Jess. So there, there's that route, right? Or that option, okay? Or you can have your marketing coach, your specialist marketing coach. And then you could have a specialist sales coach. Now, what's this going to do for me? If I have a marketing coach, they're going to do their job, which is to help me build a reliable funnel, something that is going to feed me leads. They should also provide for me other extra like curricular marketing opportunities because marketing is not just about Facebook ads. The end, it's not just about DMS, get in the DMS. That's all you got to do. Get in the DMS. It's not true. Post five times a day. You post five, five times a day. You're going to grow. Doing that alone is not true. Doing all three of those is a start. And then adding like organic opportunity for marketing is even better. Where are your referrals? How often are you asking for them? Are you consistent about it? 
Are you following up with people? Are you making the path to a referral even easier for your clients so you reliably get referrals? Are you getting repeat business? Do you have a legacy program? So after your six-week, 12-week program, what happens? Do people stay on with you? Otherwise, you're losing like a major opportunity right there in the first place. Um, where are your reviews? Are you getting five-star reviews over on Facebook? Are you getting five-star reviews on Google? Um, do you have a website even? Like, do you even have a Facebook page? Do you have a free Facebook group? Are you growing that? You see what I'm getting at? That's like seven, eight things right there that I threw at you. If you're not doing all eight, you're leaving a lot of leads on the table. If you're going all in on Facebook ads, you're at the mercy of Mark Zuckerberg. And we're live on Facebook right now. So, you know, may, I might be smote. I don't know. We'll see if he smites me. At any rate, like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. We've all heard that saying before, and it's true in just about every area. So let's make sure that we're, we're spreading marketing out a bit more, that we're doing some organic, some paid, and maybe even consider doing like a co-branding or a JV partnership. And you partner up with people who are servicing the same audience as you, but offering something different. And this is where I think marketing and sales companies can actually work together. Like I'm not right now, I'm not sitting on this pedestal here. And like looking down on marketers. That's not at all my intention. Okay. There is a difference between marketing and sales. And I believe that anybody out there who's saying, like, I do both and I'm amazing at it is kind of full of it. Right. So I am saying that. That said, if we stay in our lane, they stay in their lane, we can actually come to an amazing win win for most business coaches, most of you coaches out there, um, most entrepreneurs in general, because we all need help in this area. Generally, what happens when you become a coach in any area of business, what, what has happened is you've learned something, had a life experience. Uh, maybe you have professional education in this area. Maybe you've got just certifications. Maybe you've had, you know, as, as far as fitness goes, you've had a weight loss journey. You've shared that journey and now you want to help others. Like, it's great. You've got this passion and some knowledge and experience in this area. How does that cross over to marketing, operations, hiring and developing staff, uh, sales? It, it doesn't. It really just doesn't. So these are all generally saying, I'm generally saying this, weaknesses for entrepreneurs and coaches. This is just what I commonly see. And again, going back to it, I was a mentor for six years. I've worked with thousands of business owners. This is what I've seen. I'm just sharing that with you. If you disagree, that's fine. This is my experience. So Let's just put that on the table. So with that in mind, if marketing coaches could just do marketing and sales coaches could just do sales, or if we as the consumers of these businesses could better understand the differences between the two, then we can all grow together, right? We can all do better. Marketers are there to help you get leads. Sales coaches are there to help you convert the leads while still being, hopefully still being, depending on the coach, your authentic self and living with empathy. And in some cases, that's not true, but that's a topic for another day. So in the SOS Dojo, what we do is we give you live interactive training. Okay, It's not enough to be like, here's the scripts. Like, I'm a marketer. Here's the funnel. When you get the leads, what do you do? Oh, just read exactly this script. Okay. Um, do you want to sound robotic? Do you want to sound like somebody else? Like in, you know, it's 2022 right now, like in this era, people can sniff out inauthentic people like bloodhounds. 
They know if you're being inauthentic. If you're just reading words off a sheet of paper, that's inauthentic. It's not you. If you practice that with a professional, somebody who is trained in the ability, the art of handling objections, then you're going to become authentic in that way. You're going to come off with empathy. Essentially, you're going to learn how to sell without being a dick, right? So if you've ever been out there like, man, you know, I want to make more sales, but I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to feel slimy. I don't want to put pressure on people. I don't want to be a jerk about it. Well, I mean, that's exactly what we work on. You just have to put in the reps, work with a professional who's trained in this. And I'm, I'm saying that because a lot of people will train with a spouse, a partner, a buddy. Um, and I'm sorry, but if they're not amazing at sales or if they don't have uh, you know, professional training and development when it comes to handling objections, you might as well talk to a brick wall. Like you're, you're going to get more out of just talking to yourself than out of this conversation. So instead, consider working with a pro. Somebody who does this for a living, somebody who currently is selling. I mean, let's think about it. Like if you guys are seeking out a business coach, if you want somebody to help you grow your business, let's say you're in real estate. Do you seek out a coach that owns a gym? Probably not because real estate would be secondary to them. Do you seek out a career coach, right? Or somebody who's generally just helped people get a better position in life? You got a life coach. Well, I mean, I'm sure they can help you on a personal level, um, but their their business is not real estate. So what do you do? You seek out a real estate coach. If you want to get better at anything, you generally seek out somebody who's in that exact same area of business, right? If I want to learn how to get better at marketing, I go to a marketing coach. If I want to learn to get better at sales, I don't go to a marketing coach. I don't go to an ops coach. I don't go to a somebody who's just a gym owner. I don't go to somebody who's a real estate agent even. Like, I don't know that they're a pro at that. I don't know that this is what they specialize in. I know that they're in whatever that area is, but I'm gonna, you know, if I wanna get better at sales, I'm gonna go to a sales coach. So really the bottom line today, kind of what we're talking about is just differentiation, like understanding the difference between these two types of coaches out there. And of course, there's more types of coaches that I've already mentioned, and there are some amazing ones out there that do ops, that do hiring and developing, uh, that outsource, that offer VA services, that create an infrastructure for your business. Uh, a few examples uh, from our friends group, right, is PT Legends. PT Legends, we've had Scott Carpenter on the podcast before, and it was amazing. These guys offer that infrastructure. They teach you how to bolt on a different type of service to your fitness business, and you can go to high ticket is great for gym owners who feel stuck offering, you know, 50 to $200 a month memberships and just somehow are not making the profit they need to make a living. So you can go seek out someone like that. Uh, you know, we work with a company called Media Machine now, it used to be called VAs for Gyms. And Media Machine offers to outsource, they help you set up a VA service, rather than you going to like Fiverr or one of these other sites and finding a VA for yourself learning how to develop and build your own SOPs for the VA, getting on the phone and training them for hours and hours and hours, eventually just to get them to do simple tasks for you that they then inevitably mess up. And then you have to call them back up, figure out, change it up and make it better again. You have poor, I've done this, by the way. That's why I just said it the way I said it. Uh, I hired a company and I spent easily 40 to 80 hours working with VAs to get subpar service out of it. Instead, you can go to a company who's already had the SOPs built. They've already trained their staff and they're just like, here's a VA. Tell them what you want. They'll do it. Wow. 
How simple? Because they're a specialist in that area. That's what makes sense, you guys. So if we're saying anything at all today, it's seek out the specialist versus the generalist. You're going to get a lot more out of that uh, by, by going that route. It's just the better route. So I'll tell you what, you guys, we're going to keep this one short today because I've already, you know, fired myself up enough and talked about everything that I can talk about on this topic. Hopefully this is helpful for you. I know a lot of you guys are out there seeking out, you know, marketing help, sales services, et cetera. So again, just consider, are they a specialist or are they a generalist? Is, you know, the objection handling section of their 97 modules, just one module? It's not enough. It's not value when it comes to sales. So consider outsourcing both. Consider going to both coaches, All right? Uh, awesome. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to drop a five-star review, stay subscribed, share this with anybody else out there who's an entrepreneur, uh, a coach in general that is passionate about something, that is just trying to build up this extra curricular thing so they can make a new career, right? If they want to change careers, or they want to do something that they're passionate about and make money off of it. This is the way to go. So consider sharing the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much for listening. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Charles, take us out.